Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 223. One of the things that's been happening in our culture in this day has been when people talk about power or people who have power, it's almost always negative. And that's because people so often use the power that they have to serve themselves, to care for themselves, or to even get that by abusing or taking advantage of other people. But in our passages today, we'll see the power of God in a way that is extraordinary. And at the same time, we'll see that that power on display in the life of Jesus is a power that's being used to save and to serve a way that Jesus is calling those who follow him to imitate. So let's have a look at what the power to save and serve looks like from God's point of view in these passages today. Ezekiel chapter 37. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and placed me in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. He made me walk all around among them. I realized that there were a great many bones in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said to him, Sovereign Lord, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and tell them, Dry bones, listen to the Lord's message. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. Look, I'm about to infuse breath into you and you will live. I will put tendons on you and muscles over you and will cover you with skin. I will put my breath in you and you will live. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. There was a sound when I prophesied. I heard a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. As I watched, I saw tendons on them. Then muscles appeared and skin covered over them from above. But there was no breath in them. He said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these corpses so that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and the breath came into them. They lived and stood on their feet, an extremely great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are all the house of Israel. Look, they are saying, Our bones are dry, our hope has perished, we are cut off. Therefore prophesy and tell them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am about to open your graves and will raise you from the graves, my people. I will bring you to the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, my people. I will place my breath in you and you will live. I will give give you rest in your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will act, declares the Lord. The Lord's message came to me saying, As for you, son of man, take one branch and write on it for Judah and for the Israelites associated with him. Then take another branch and write on it for Joseph, the branch of Ephraim, and all the house of Israel associated with them. Join them as one stick, and they will be as one in your hand. When your people say to you, Will you not tell us what these things mean? Tell them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look. I am about to take the branch of Joseph that is in the hand of Ephraim and the tribes of Israel associated with him, and I will place them on the stick of Judah and make them into one stick. They will be one in my hand. The sticks you will write on will be your hand in front of them. 
Then tell them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I am about to take the Israelites from among the nations where they have gone. I will gather them from around about and bring them to their land. I will make them one nation in the land, on the mountains of the king, and one king will rule over them. They will never again be two nations and never again be divided into two kingdoms. They will not defile themselves with their idols, their detestable things, and all their rebellious deeds. I will save them from all their unfaithfulness by which they sinned. I will purify them. They will become my people, and I will become their God. My servant David will be king over them. There will be one shepherd for all of them. They will follow my regulations and carefully observe my statutes. They will live in the land I gave them, gave to my servant Jacob, in which your fathers lived. They will live in it, they and their children and their grandchildren forever. David, my servant, will be prince over them forever. I will make a covenant of peace with them. I will make a perpetual covenant with them. I will establish them, increase their numbers, and place my sanctuary among them forever. My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Then, when my sanctuary is among them forever, the nations will know that I, the Lord, sanctify Israel. The Lord's message came to me, saying, Son of man, turn toward Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. Prophesy against him and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am against you, Gog, chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. I will turn you around, put hooks into your jaws, and bring you out with all your army, horses, and horsemen, all of them fully armed, a great company with shields of different types, all of them armed with swords. Persia, Ethiopia, and Put are with them, and all of them with their shields and helmets. They are joined to Gomer with all its troops and by Beth Togarmah from the remote parts of the north with all its troops. Many peoples are with you. Be ready and stay ready, you and all your companies assembled around you, and be on guard for them. After many days you will be summoned. In the latter years you will come to a land restored from the ravages of war from many peoples gathered on the mountains of Israel that had long been in ruins. Its people were brought out from the peoples, and all of them will be living securely. You will advance. You will come like a storm. You will be like a cloud covering the earth, you and all your troops and the many other peoples with you. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. On that day, thoughts will come into your mind and you will devise an evil plan. You will say, I will invade a land of unwalled towns. I will advance against those living quietly in security, all of them living without walls and barred gates, to loot and to ponder, to attack the inhabited ruins and the people gathered from the nations who are acquiring cattle and goods who live at the center of the earth. Sheba and Dedan and the traders of Tarshish with all its young warriors will say to you, Have you come to loot? Have you assembled your armies to plunder, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to haul away a great amount of spoils? Therefore prophesy, son of man, and say to Gog, This is what the sovereign Lord says. On the day when my people Israel are living securely, you will take notice and come from your place, from your remote parts of the north, you and many peoples with you, all of them riding on horses, a great company and a vast army. You will advance against my people Israel like a cloud covering the earth. In future days I will bring you against my land so that the nations may acknowledge me when before their eyes I magnify myself through you, O Gog. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Are you the one of whom I spoke in the former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel, who prophesied in those days that I would bring you against them? On that day when Gog invades the land of Israel, declares the Sovereign Lord, my rage will mount up in my anger. In my zeal, in the fire of my fury, I will declare that on that day there will be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. The fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the wild beasts, all the things that creep on the ground and all the people who live on the face of the earth will shake at my presence. 
The mountains will topple, the cliffs will fall, and every wall will fall to the ground. I will call for a sword to attack Gog on my mountains, declares the sovereign Lord. Every man's sword will be against his brother. I will judge him with the plague and bloodshed. I will rain down on him his troops and the many peoples who are with him, a torrential downpour, hailstones, fire, and brimstone. I will exalt and magnify myself. I will reveal myself before many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord. As for you, son of man, prophesy against Gogs and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. I will turn you around and drag you along. I will lead you up front from the remotest parts of the north and bring you against the mountains of Israel. I will knock your bow out of your left hand and make your arrows fall from their right hand. You will fall dead on the mountains of Israel, you and all your troops and the people who are with you. I will give you as food to every kind of bird and every wild beast. You will fall dead in the open field. For I have spoken, declares the sovereign Lord. I will send fire on Magog and those who live securely in the coastlands. Then they will know that I am the Lord. I will make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel. I will not let my holy name be profaned any more. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. Realize that it is coming and it will be done, declares the Sovereign Lord. It is the day I have spoken about. Then those who live in the cities of Israel will go out and use the weapons for kindling, the shields and bows and arrows, war clubs and spears. They will burn them for seven years. They will not need to take wood from the field or cut down trees from the forest because they will make fires with the weapons. They will take the loot from those who looted them and seize the plunder of those who plundered them, declares the Sovereign Lord. On that day I will assign Gog and a grave in Israel. I will be the valley. It will be the valley of those who travel east of the sea. It will block the way of the travelers. There they will bury Gog and all his horde. They will call it the valley of Haman Gog. For seven months Israel will bury them in order to cleanse the land. All the people of the land will bury them and will be a memorial for them on the day I magnify myself, declares the Sovereign Lord. They will designate men to scout continually through the land, burying those who remain on the surface of the ground in order to cleanse it. They will search for seven full months. When the scouts survey the land and see a human bone, they will place a sign by it until those assigned to burial duty have buried it in the valley of Hamangog. A city by the name of Hamanah will also be there. They will cleanse the land. As for you, son of man, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Tell every kind of bird and every wild beast, Assemble and come. Gather from all around to my slaughter that I am going to make for you. A great slaughter on the mountains of Israel. You will eat flesh and drink blood. You will eat the flesh of the warriors and drink the blood of the princes of the earth, the rams, lambs, goats, and bulls, all of them fattened animals of Bashan. You will eat fat until you are full and drink blood until you are drunk at my slaughter that I have made for you. You will fill up at my table with horses and charioteers, with warriors and all soldiers, declares the sovereign Lord. I will display my majesty among the nations and all the nations will witness the judgment I have executed and the power I have exhibited among them. Then the house of Israel will know that I am the Lord, their God, from that day forward. The nations will know that the house of Israel went into exile due to their iniquity, for they were unfaithful to me. So I hid my face from them and handed them over to their enemies. All of them died by the sword. According to their uncleanness and rebellion, I have dealt with them and hid my face from them. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Now I will restore the fortunes of Jacob and I will have mercy on the entire house of Israel. I will be zealous for my holy name. They will bear their shame for all their unfaithful acts against me. 
when they lived securely on their land with no one to make them afraid. When I have brought them back from the peoples and gathered them from the countries of their enemies, I will magnify myself among them in the sight of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord, their God, because I sent them into exile among the nations and then gathered them into their own land. I will not leave any of them in exile any longer. I will no longer hide my face from them. When I pour out my spirit on the house of Israel, declares the sovereign Lord. What great news that God promises to bring that restoration to the people and to show his power to save them in such miraculous ways as basically depicted by a valley of dry bones brought back to life all by God's power, his power to save and to serve. And now we read from Psalm 87, a psalm of praise to this God, the glorious King, who comes to save his people. Psalm 87, written by the Korahites, a psalm, a song. The Lord's city is on the holy hills. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwelling places of Jacob. People say wonderful things about you, O city of God. I mention Rahab and Babylon to my followers. Here are Philistia and Tyre, along with Ethiopia. It is said of them, this one was born there. But it is said of Zion's residents, each one of these was born in her, and the Most High makes her secure. The Lord writes in the census book of the nations, this one was born there. As for the singers, as well as the pipers, all of them sing within your walls. And so we have that psalm of praise to the God, the powerful God, who saves. And then we're led to John chapter 13. And in John chapter 13, we hear the beginning of Jesus' interactions with his disciples in the upper room before the night before his crucifixion, the Thursday evening, and how he shows them what his incredible power is all about. John chapter 13. Just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that his time had come to depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were, who were in the world, he now loved them to the very end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, that he should betray Jesus. Because Jesus knew that the Father had handed all things over to him, and that he had come from God and was going back to God, he got up from the meal, removed his outer clothes, took a towel, and tied it around himself. He poured water into the wash basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to dry them with a towel he had wrapped around himself. Then he came to Simon Peter. Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not understand what I am doing now, but you will understand after these things. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus replied, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus replied, The one who has bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not every one of you. For Jesus knew the one who was going to betray him. For this reason he said, Not every one of you is clean. So when Jesus had washed their feet and put his outer clothing back on, he took his place at the table and again, again and said to them, Do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and do so correctly, for that is what I am. If then I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you too ought to wash one another's feet, for I have given you an example. You should do just as I have done for you. I tell you the solemn truth. The slave is not greater than his master, 
nor is the one who is sent as a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you understand these things, you'll be blessed if you do them. What I am saying does not refer to all of you. I know the ones I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the scripture. The one who eats my bread has turned against me. I am telling you this now before it happens, so that when it happens you may believe that I am he. I tell you the solemn truth. Whoever accepts the one I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. When he said these things, Jesus was greatly distressed in spirit and testified, I tell you the solemn truth. One of you will betray me. The disciples began to look at one another, worried and perplexed to know which of them he was talking about. One of his disciples, the one Jesus loved, was at the table to the right of Jesus in a place of honor. So Simon Peter gestured to this disciple to ask Jesus who it was he was referring to. Then the the disciple whom Jesus loved leaned back against Jesus' chest and asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus replied, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread after I have dipped it in the dish. Then he dipped the piece of bread in the dish and gave it to Judas Iscariot, Simon's son. After Judas took the piece of bread, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, What you are about to do, do quickly. Now none of those present at the table understood why Jesus said this to Judas. Some thought that was because Judas had the money box. Jesus was telling him to buy whatever they needed for the feast and to give something to the poor or to give something to the poor. Judas took the piece of bread and went out immediately. Now it was night. When Judas had gone out, Jesus said to them, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and he will glorify him right away. Children, I am still with you for a little while. You will look for me, and just as I said to the Jewish religious leaders, where I am going, you cannot come. Now I tell you the same. I give you a new commandment to love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Everyone will know by this that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? I tell you the solemn truth. The rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. And we'll have to leave the story there to see what happens next in the conversation Jesus and his disciples have. But I hope you're noticing through all these passages, including this one, that Jesus takes the form of a servant, washes his disciples' feet, the most menial task in the household. The lowest slave would have done that work. And Jesus chose to do it to show that even though he has the power to save, He is using his power to save people by giving his life, by serving. And then he calls those who follow him to do the same. So that power in possession of those who love Jesus is meant to be used to save others, to serve others, to care for others, to love others as we have first been loved by Jesus who used his power to save and to serve. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. 
you were always there.